Amos chapter 5, which talks about a lamentation and a call to repentance. Let's quickly read through it and I'll be able to explain as I'll be able to. A lamentation and call to repentance. Hear this word. You know, God is still, you know, that means uh, Amos has been put in a dangerous place. He's a, he's, a, he's a prophet that goes to talk, you know, uh, uh, messages that are very, very, very wow. That some of us, even if God revealed to us, we won't be able to go to speak this prophecy. But he was able to speak on God's behalf. In lamentation and call to repentance, hear this word, O house of Israel. This lament I take up concerning you. Falling is virgin Israel, never to rise again. Deserted in our own land, with no one to lift her up. May that not be us in Jesus' name. This is what the sovereign law says. The city that matches out a thousand strong for Israel. We have only a hundred left. A town that matches a hundred strong will have only ten left. It's talking about the death of the people and reduction of the people. May that not be us in Jesus' name. This is what the Lord says to the house of Israel. Seek me and leave. Do not seek Bethel. Do not go to Gilgal. Do not journey to Bathsheba. Time permits, I'll be able to read to you about Bethel, about Gilgal, about Bathsheba. For Gilgal will surely go into exile. And Bethel will be reduced to nothing. Seek the Lord and leave. Or he will sweep through the house of Joseph like a fire. It will devour. And better will have no one to quench it. You who turn justice into bitterness and cast righteousness to the ground. He who made the Pleiades and Orion, who turns blackness into dawn and darkens day into night, who calls for the waters of the seas, who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out over the face of the land. The Lord is his name. He flashes destruction on the stronghold and brings the fortified city to ruin. You hate the one who, reprove, who reproves in court and despise him, who tells the truth. You trample on the poor. These are the things that they do that God does not like. You begin to asterisk from your Bible there. You trample on the poor and force him to give you grain. Therefore, though you have built stone mansions, you will not live in them. Though you have planted lush uh, vineyards, you will not drink their wine. For I know how many are your offenses and how great your sins. You oppress the righteous and take bribes. And you deprive the poor of justice justice in the courts. Therefore, the prudent therefore the prudent man keeps quiet in such times, for the times are evil. Another time is telling them, verse 14, seek good, not evil. Take you, uh, uh, that you may live. Seek good, not evil. How many times is he repeating it there now? Not evil, that you may live. Then the Lord God Almighty will be, be with you, just as you say he is. Hate evil, love good, maintain justice in the courts. Perhaps the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on the remnant of Joseph. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the, the, the Lord God Almighty says. There, there will be wailing 
all, in all the streets and cries of anguish in every public square. The farmers will be summoned to, to weep and the mourners to wail. There will be wailing. There will be wailing in the streets and cries of anguish every public square. The farmers will be summoned to weep and the mourners to wail. There will be wailing in all the vineyards, for I will pass through your midst, says the Lord. Talking about the, talks about the day of the Lord here. Woe to you who long for the day of the Lord. Why do you long for the day of the Lord? That day will be darkness, not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion only to meet a bear. Mm. As though he entered his house and rested his hand on the wall only to have a snake bite, a, a snake bite him. Will not the day of the Lord be dark, darkness, not light, pitch dark, without a ray of brightness? I hate, I despise your righteous feasts. I cannot stand your assemb assemblies. Even though you bring me burnt offering and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Did you bring me sacrifices and offerings? Forty years in the desert, O house of Israel, you have lifted up the shrine of your king. The pedestal of your idols, the star of of your God with small letter G, which you made for yourself. Therefore, I will send you into exile beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is God Almighty. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Here in this chapter, God encouraged the Israelite people to come back to him. God is a God of love. Amen. A lamentation, according to what we have read there, in one word, is that is a mourning or a weeping or a funeral song for the house of Israel. Why was this lamentation? It's all because of their sins. May the Lord help us. Lamentation, mourning, sorrowing will always be, even though the Bible says sorrow may last for a night, but rejoicing, according to the book of Psalm 30, rejoicing comes in the morning. But when we continue to sin and expect grace to abound, that will continue to be lamentation and mourning, funeral song for the house of Israel. May that not be a portion because of their sins. Let us learn from this and make sure that we focus on God and don't continue to sin. Examples of such songs or lamentation are seen in the book of Ezekiel. Those of you that have worked with us in Ezekiel, maybe you can revisit Ezekiel at this time. Ezekiel chapter 26, 28, and 32. Lamentation about Egypt and Tyre because of what they have done in that time. So Ezekiel was reporting it. David's song about Saul and Jonathan. Those of you that are in Shiloh Pillar, you have seen this in the book of Second Samuel, chapter 1, 19 to 27. You can read it for the sake that we are 
lamentation, in, in, in David's lamentation, he talks about the love of himself between Jonathan is more than the love of a woman. Amen. To mention but a few. Israel in that verse 2 was likened to a virgin. Because I'm using this iPad, I, those of you that have your Bible, let me just, because my Bible, this one is not NIV. I really want to relate to it. Let's quickly go there. What's the book? Going later from it's not very fast for me. Amen. In that chapter 5, in verse 2, Israel, in verse 2, was likened to a virgin. Isaiah also made reference to Israel as the daughter of Zion. When we go to uh, Isaiah now, you'll be seeing all this, how Israel is called in various, in Amos, was likened to a virgin. Isaiah also made reference to, to, her, to Israel as the daughter of Zion. Israel, who was likened to a woman because of her virginity, has failed. A virgin is someone that is pure. Israel, even though when they sin, they repent. At a time, they were pure in heart. They are doing right thing. But after a while, they change. So it was, Israel was likened to a virgin here. That is, as a woman, it was likened to her virginity. But he has failed. Therefore, because of her failure, she will no more be pure. And rise no more since she has failed and did not live according to God's holy law. You know that we read that in the beginning of Amos. And there is no one to raise her up. Verse 2. Because this is not uh, the, the, the NIV, but I can get it here from you. He says here, verse 1. Hear the word which I take up against you. In lamentation, O house of Israel. The virgin of Israel has, has fallen and failed. She will rise no more. May that not be us in Jesus' name. We are supposed to be Christian with a pure heart. We are not supposed to fail God. Any virgin that fails for the first time, lose your virginity, you lose it for life. So for Israel to be able to have an understanding, God was likening them or likened them to be a, to a virgin. Say so it is falling. She will rise no more. She lies forsaken on her land. May that not be us in Jesus' name. There is no one to raise her up. When you fall, when you fail, and you are shattered, there will be no one to raise such a person up. May we all not get to this extreme before we hear what God is saying. For thus said God, the city that goes out by a thousand shall have a hundred left. And that which goes out by a hundred shall have ten left to the house of Israel. What is God saying there? Israel has failed to that extent that she will be losing all her armies and soldiers, her supporters, people that have been with her, people that have been encouraging her, she begin to lose them. People that are fighting battles for her, people that are, are guidance to her, she will now begin to lose them. And that's related to some people's life today because of their failure. Because they've been spoken to, they did not hear, they did not listen. They begin to fail in various ways. May it not be us. They've spoken to you. This is what you are supposed to do today, tomorrow. They keep on saying the same thing. But because you have turned deaf here to what the Spirit of God is saying, you have been left on your own to fail. And there is uh, death. Death. You can see in the reduction of the soldiers. He said, uh, she's likened to a woman because of her virginity. 
She has failed, therefore, she will no more be pure and rise no more since she has failed and did not live according to God's holy law. And there is no one to raise her up. Verse 2. May we not fail to that extent that there is nobody to raise us up. I was counseling a woman one time. You know, when a woman is married, and when there is problem between husband and wife, and there is nobody to tell you, to say, no, 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 no. What you have done is wrong for you to listen. And then you go on saying that as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, you know there are some women like that. Yes, you are right. But in your rightful state, they are telling you that even as you said you are right, you must still apologize. And you say, why should I? You have failed. You have failed. I'm not surprised that he's liking it to a woman here. He said you have failed. Because you have failed, you begin to, to go down. People that honors you, they begin to look at you. I didn't know that. You understand? They won't be able to near you again because they don't know what to tell you. So if you are like a, somebody, I call them Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's men, they cannot put Humpty Dumpty together. Something happened in your family and you are, you are part of the church and the leadership are calling you. You said, no, it's divorce. It has to be divorced. It has to be. And they are begging you. You will fall like Humpty Dumpty. And that is what is related here. He says here, even in your right, that you are right, God will grant you that grace of submission. Israel has failed God totally. They are no more pure. They have lost their virginity. They've lost their pureness. She has failed and did not live according to God's holy law. And there is no one to raise her up. May we not fail to that extent. That's why I tell people, when you are married to God, know that you are married to God. Anything that God is instructing you will do. I love the book of Joshua. The, 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 the children of the, the people of Israel, they said to Joshua, as we have been obedient to, to Moses, we will be obedient to you. And they did that to the end. When they were crossing, if Moses crossed the, uh, the Red Sea, they crossed the Jordan, and as they crossed the Jordan, the priests were, they follow every instruction that was given to them. But yet, these children, uh, these people again, failed God. God also mentioned the reduction in Israel's army. Uh-huh. You know, there are people that God has used to surround you that they are like your army. What did he say about the reduction? Say, for thus yet God, the city that goes out by a thousand shall have a hundred left. May we not be. People, your people that support you, your encouragers, they begin to leave you because that person is no more listening. May we not be left alone like an island. He said, God also mentioned the reduction in, her, in Israel's army. Her army shall reduce from a thousand to a hundred. Thousand to one hundred. You can imagine that. From a hundred, they shall reduce to ten. So you have no support. May we not be left alone like an island. This confirms the death of our soldiers or army. He must fight through. God called them to repent and seek after him and choose life. And forsake their idolatry lifestyle. He said, a call to repentance. For thus says the God is so loving. For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel. Seek me and leave. But do not seek Bethel. Nor enter Gilgal. Nor pass over 
the Sheba. For Gilgal shall surely go into captivity. And Bethel shall come to nothing. Seek the Lord and live. Lest he break out like the fire in the house of Joseph and devour it. With no one to quench it in Bethel. You who turn justice to one wood and lay righteousness to rest on the earth. God called them to repent from that verse 5, verse 4, chapter 5, verse 4. God called them to repent and seek after him and choose life. And forsake their idolatry lifestyle. The city mentioned here, Gilgal, Bethel, Bathsheba, had become countries for idolatry. These are countries for a, that we, we need for a good memories, a memory. But they have become country of bad memory. Instead of what God ordained them to be, they are supposed to be sacred sites, but they have become corrupted. And God made, made mention of this city. What is it about Gilgal? Gilgal, a place of remembrance. What is it about Gilgal? A place of circumcision and covenant. A place where God rolled away the reproach of Egypt. A place, of, a place where Passover was celebrated, Gilgal. A place where, these are good memories of Gilgal and all the other cities, you know, understand? To mention, but uh, only Gilgal here. Saul was made king. And for scriptural references, because our time has been fast spent in Gilgal, Joshua chapter 4, all that I've mentioned here, verse 19. Then, the same chapter 4, 20 to 24, when you get home, read it. The same Joshua, you see, it's not a coincidence because in Cathedral here, those of you that were in Shiloh Pillar this morning, you will know that you are reading Joshua now. So it's helping to encourage us as we go here. Then uh, Joshua chapter 5, 2 to 9. Joshua chapter 5, write it down because when you get to it, you must read it about Gilgal. 10 to 12. Then 1 Samuel, chapter 11, 14 to 15. Gilgal as a place of remembrance. How? The first place Joshua and the children of Israel camped after their miraculous crossing of the Jordan. That's why it's a place of remembrance. The place where 12 large stones taken from the middle of the river were set up as a memorial or remembrance of the miraculous crossing of Jordan. This you will see in the book of Joshua, chapter 4, 19, and uh, verse 20 to 24. Gilgal, a place of circumcision. All the grown-up Israelites who grew during the 40 years of wandering in, in the wilderness or in the desert were circumcised. That you see in Joshua, chapter, uh, chapter 5, 2 to 9. Because the old ones were sinning. So these new ones, for them to enter the Holy Land, they were circumcised. God said to Joshua, make a knife from the stone and use it to circumcise them. Joshua, uh, Gilgal, a place of circumcision of heart. We, said, we, we, we read it this morning, those of you that are there. It's a place of circumcision of the heart. When you met the Lord, a place... We are, we are, you are baptized and uh, taken from the kingdom of darkness to the wonderful kingdom of light. The Passover was celebrated by the Israelites 
uh, in the Jordan. There are many things about uh, Jordan here. Because our time is uh, about Gilgal. Because our time is fast spent, I'm just going to make references to some other places here. He talked about how the rich were oppressing the poor. You know, this has been something that is very common in the book of Amos. And that takes us to, before he went to them, after he has talked about uh, 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 Gilgal here, and the uh, Beersheba and uh, Bethel, these are places of security, but they have turned into idolatry places. So how have you turned God's own place, God's own city, God's own church? How have you turned it to be? How have you turned your home, the type of home that God has given to you? Like the songwriter said, God give us Christian home. Home where the Bible is loved and taught. Home where he began to mention what a Christian home is supposed to be in that song. But today we have turned Christian home to a jaga jaga home. Home of So he began to talk to them here. Then God was talking to them again about his sovereignty, his awesomeness. When he finished telling them about, about what they have turned, the, his, his, his Bethel, his Gilgal, the Bethel, he said, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity. This is a place of security, but he's not going to go into captivity. That is what is happening in many homes today. Homes that are supposed to be Christian homes, they have not turned to a place of captivity because they are no more serving God. May the Lord help us. Then he mentioned that verse, seek the, seek the Lord and leave. Anyone that finds themselves in this type of thing, the only solution or remedy to it is to seek God so that you can have life. Let it break out like fire. You know, we have been talking about fire. God is a consuming fire. Either you like it or not, He is a consuming fire. It will consume. Let it break out into fire in the house of Joseph and devour it. With no one to quench it in Bethel, you will turn justice to one wood. And lay righteousness to rest in the earth. He made the Pleiades and the Orion. He turned the shadow of death into morning. And made the day dark at night. This is the God that we serve. Amen. How do we describe the God that we serve? He's the God of the heavenlies. He's the one that made the stars. He's the one that made all these features that are up there that we are seeing. He turns the shadow of death into mourning. He turns all our sorrow into mourning. This is the God we serve. As long as we choose life, this, these are the things that God will do in our lives. And He makes the day dark as night. He calls for the waters of the sea and they pour them out to the face of the earth. The Lord is His name. May He not flood us in the name of Jesus. The only time that it, it will turn waters of the sea and pour them out on the face of the earth is the, is the time of flood. And people think we just be going way wire. He rains rain upon the strong so that fury comes upon the fortress. That is the God we serve, but we must not make him to be angry with us. They hate the ones who rebuke at the gate, and they are the ones who speak uprightly. That is, we know about the story of the elders sitting at the gate 
to look into dispute and all the rest of that. That we see in the book of Ruth, chapter 4. You can write it down. Verse 1 and verse 7. You also see in Proverbs 31. Talks about how the elders will sit at the gate. Elders, elders, elders. We have just ordained some elders now. You know the elders, these are some of the characteristics of elders. There are people that will sit down in the church and deliberate on matters. And they will look into the matters and no headache after they have looked into it. Deliberate on matters and take decisions. <laughs> it's not a position of title. It's a position of work. Are you listening to me? Those of you elders and pastors that are doing recently. It's a position where you have to function. It's not carrying elder in the edge that you are an elder. No, 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 no. Not carrying deacon or deaconess. Like you understand. It's a position where you must work. There are things that I know. When people are ordained, that is the time that they sit back. No, you must not sit down. You must work. You begin to demonstrate the ordination. You are ordained as a pastor. You must begin to teach. You can't afford not to come to Bible study. Ordination must bring you there by force. If you are the type that whether will not make you to come today, you see that ordination must bring you here. And what about the greatest ordination, which is from God? Delivering us from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of God, uh, light, so that we can know him. That is what has brought all of us here tonight. Amen. So he said he reigns ruin upon the strong. They, he said they hate the one who rebukes in the gate. These are people, people that are living in luxury. When you are telling them that this lifestyle is not good, <laughs> what is it about? No. The work of elders, the work of mothers, the work of patient, uh, uh, parents are to help, to assist our children, to help, to assist in the church of God as well. This way you are going through is no good. No, when you tell her she doesn't listen, not my, no, 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 no. If you know you tell her she doesn't listen or he doesn't listen, put it in prayers as well. Amen. Until you see solution to it. When you put it in prayer, remember that Satan too will be struggling with you. And if you know that the way your own is sharp, 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 the way you are going to say it is going to bring problem, it's better to quiet, to be quiet for a while. But this said they hate. This Israelite that are supposed to be living in Gilgal, a place of security, God has now said that look, because they have turned it into idolatry, this is what is going to be doing for them. Because they hate the rebuke at the gate that elders are giving to them, parents are giving to them. And they are both the ones who speak uprightly. Therefore, because you tread down the poor and take grain taxes from, from, from him, though you have built houses of hewn stone, yet you shall not dwell in them. May that not be a portion. You have Planted pleasant vineyards, but you shall not drink wine from them. May that not be a portion. For I know your manifold transgressions and your mighty sins. Afflicting the just and taking bribes. This is real to many. Ah, we are in London. No, we are not. No, 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 no. It's happening here. People take bribes in various ways. There are some bribes that you face them, you take it by force. There are some bribes that you, you, you can buy this computer and say, because of you, I just, it's a bribe. You bribe, and then you give them false, give, add money to it. The only way that you put it, 
God said he's going to deal with them. Afflicting the just and taking bribes. Diverting the poor from justice at the gate. Therefore, the prudent keep silent at that time, for it is an evil time. See, God and not evil. God is so loving. The more he's telling them about their sin, the more he's introducing that they must seek him. That you may live. So the Lord God of hosts will be, will be with you as you have spoken. Hate evil, love good. Establish justice in the gate. So when you have the opportunity of choosing to be at the gate, you must do what? Hate evil and do what? And love good. And you must also establish justice. God has elevated you to be, a par- uh, uh, to be parents. You must make sure that you are sitting properly at the gate, giving the right counsel. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. He now began to talk about the day of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord God of hosts, the Lord says this, There shall be wailing in all the streets. Do you know that I keep on telling people that the day of the Lord is here? We are experiencing it in various ways. He said on that day, you'll be hearing something there. Another one will come up. Is it not happening? Look at what happened in Brussels. Look at the way it comes from France. We are now hearing in Brussels. May God stop all this before it's final coming. But they are just warning for us. A bomb is, is something happened here at the airport. Another one in the town. Day of judgment. May we not be partaker. We are hearing the news again since yesterday or this morning. A plane hijacked. You know, instead of wrath, may mercy prevail. Said there shall be wailing in all in all streets. And they shall say in all highways, Alas, alas. Look at the, all the flowers and the candles. And I was looking at it today. I said, God, these are your words. Instead of wrath, Lord have mercy. And from that verse 18, said there shall be wailing in all uh, 16, in all the streets, and they shall say in all the highways, Alas, alas, they shall call the farmer to mourning. You know, because he's a skillful farmer. He's talking around farming and everything in the era of this profession so that we can understand. One of the main things that they do in those days is farming and uh, shepherding and all the rest of that. Because when uh, Jacob and his family came to Egypt, where um, Joseph was, uh, the king was asking them, what is your profession? You know, that's one of the messages that I preach in this church. What is your profession? Your people, we are, we are shepherds. He was able to talk about their profession. Today, we have some of us, what's your profession? If we are MUM, MUM, we won't be able to talk about our profession. May the Lord help us. That shows that if you have a profession, God will use you around your profession. You will speak in the area of your profession. Things will be happening around your profession. Your prof- you use your profession to be able to be serviceable to many that are around you. Said they shall call the farmer to morning. How will they call, call the farmers to morning? They will lose all their sheep. Look at what happened to some of our farmers during the flood, the last flood that happened. I tried to pray, instead of wrath, have mercy. And skillful lamenters to wailing. In all the years there shall be wailing, for I will pass through you, says the Lord. Woe to you 
who desire the, uh, desire the day of the Lord. In this place, you see the description of the day of the Lord. For what good is the day of the Lord to you? It will be darkness and not light. There are many other prophets that talk about the day of the Lord. Joel talks about the day of the Lord in chapter 3. And many, many other prophets talk about the day of the Lord. But this is Amos talking about it. Because they have walked with God. It will be darkness and not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion and a bear met him. He's so uh, fearful. Or as though he went into the house, laid his hand on the wall, and a serpent bit him. Is not the day of the Lord darkness and not light? Is it not very dark with no brightness in it? May we not experience it. I hate, I despise your feast days serving God, not from the heart. And I do not sever your sacred assemblies, people that are fake. God is not accepting it because you, you are fake outside, but you let us you pretend as if it's real. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I will not accept them. May that not be us. Nor will I regard your uh, fattened peace offerings. Take away from me the noise of your songs. For I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments. You are playing. Yes, Bible says play skillfully. You are doing it. But you are doing it in rebellion. You are corrected. It's like your antenna will drop. Who said I don't know how to sing? Why are you correcting me? Can this one sing better than I sing? Can that one do this? Can this happen? I will say I don't know how to play. Before you know it, you are not coming to church. You start to... <laughs> The day of the Lord are waste such people. May the Lord help us. For let justice run down like water and righteousness like mighty stream. Did you offer me sacrifice and offerings in the wilderness 40 years? O house of Israel, you also carried, pick off your king and tune your idols, the star of your gods, which you made for yourself. Therefore, I will send you into captivity beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is God of hosts. May we not go into captivity. You know, there are a lot of people that are in captivity. We read it in the previous chapter. God gives a lot of things to call their attention, but yet they keep on failing. May the reading of the book of Amos uh, uh, give us enough awareness so that we can live godly life upon this planet Earth before He comes in Jesus' name. Is there any question? Is there any question? If there is no question, I rest my case. We look into chapter 5 again. When next we meet, which will take us to chapter 6. And we continue to swing to it. God is telling you anything about this book. Don't hesitate to write me and let me know what God is saying to you. And the Lord will bless us. Would you like to be part of a vibrant church in the midst of beautiful, awe-inspiring surroundings? Christ Faith Tabernacle at the CFT Cathedral Woolwich is now open for all. Apostle Alfred Williams, apostolic leader to churches around the globe, warmly invites you to come and be part of this incredible move of God. 
every Sunday at 10 a.m. 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London. In our beautiful, recently refurbished cathedral, we are seeing miracles happen, people healed, needs are met, lives are transformed. The Word of God is preached with power through Apostle Alfred Williams. I want you to know this, that there is a God in heaven who has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, and by Him, anyone who believes in Him, carry the very authority of God which, with which He created the heavens and the earth. Jesus said, freely you receive and freely give. I want to say this to you. Stop going around to people. Kneel down where you are. Talk to the God who created the heavens and the earth. In the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and you will receive your miracle now. And be sure not to miss our two life-changing events. Overcomers Night Vigil. Hear the voice of God. Receive life-changing teaching. Be lifted through dynamic worship. Become an overcomer on the last Friday of every month at 7pm. And also come and celebrate with us at our exciting monthly Victory Nights. Receive your breakthrough. Be empowered to win. Come and claim your victory on the first, second and third day of every month. Whatever age, nationality or background you are from, there is something very special for you at the Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral, Woolwich. Every Sunday at 10am, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE18, 6NL.